you can't do good work if you go 900 miles an hour all the time. If you never mm -hmm. sleep, if you never rest, if you never take a break, you don't do very well. You have nothing to offer because you're pouring from an empty cup. You are listening to the Millennial Mission Podcast with Corey and Bethany Adkins. The time has come, guys, for us to rise up. All right. Hello, everyone. So today on the show, I have speaker, blogger, and author, Melanie Red, And this interview really couldn't have come at a more fitting time because we're talking about her most recent devotional that just um, recently came out, and it is called Just Rest. And as you guys know, Corey and I are just coming back from a little over two-month break. And so I'm really just excited to talk all about rest, why we need it, why we're lacking it and all of the things on that topic. So thank you so much for being here today, Melanie. Thank you. I'm so glad to join you. This is great. And I'm glad you've had a rest. Everybody needs a rest. I, <laughs> yes. I agree. So before we get started, I would just love for you to share a little bit about yourself because that is really why this podcast started. I love learning people's stories um, and just their journeys because often people think it's like a linear thing. And then we hear people's stories and we're like, oh yeah, okay. I'm not the only one who's had this very convoluted path that led me to where I am today. So I would just love to hear about who you are, what you do now. And like, is this what you always had planned for yourself? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, my name is Melanie red, like the color, but it has two D's and it gets misspelled all the time. I'm married to Randy for almost 32 years. We're about to celebrate 32 years. That's amazing. And we have two adult children that are in both in their twenties and both single. And we have a really cute puppy that just left me. He's an Australian shepherd. He and my daughter moved to another city in the state. Aww. And so, so it's very quiet and clean at my house these days. Yeah. How does um, that feel? Because I often, as a mom of three little ones, like I find myself stopping. I'll stop myself, but I often look forward to the days where I have a clean house. So how do you feel about that? It's a mixed bag because as I walk through the rooms, I don't miss the mess, but I miss the people and I miss, yeah. I miss the puppy. So, you know, I think it's, I had a friend, a mentor that used to say, there's a verse, I think it's in the Proverbs that said, when the cattle are out of the stalls, the stalls will be clean <laughs> or something to that effect. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah, I love the clean, but I, I kind of miss the mess. So yeah. it's, it's kind of that mixed blessing because I know they're happy and they're doing great. Um, but the, the, they do leave you. I will tell you, they will one day leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's definitely yes. a piece to remember in the middle of yeah. the chaos. So, yeah. But to answer your other question, I, when I think about my journey, it has not been a straight line. <laughs> I think some people think certain people, they just found a straight line and got on it and went to have everything happen. And, and I, I always think life is very curvy. It takes lots of twists and turns, but um, what's kind of fun is I, I'm, I've been writing since I was in elementary school. I loved writing, and I actually had all boys in my neighborhood, and they were all, most of them younger, and we did a magazine in our, in our playroom, and so mm -hmm. I organized the magazine, and we wrote articles, hand-wrote them, and sold the magazines to our parents, oh and so that gosh. was kind of my beginning <laughs> of writing, so it's kind of fun to look back and see how God took what I loved 
and turned it into a ministry. And I think he does that a lot of the time. That's so awesome. So you kind of always knew that that was what you wanted to do and pursue. And is that like what you went to school for then? Well, when I was 15, I was at summer camp and I just felt like God was calling me to full-time ministry. And I didn't know what that would look like. And um, I actually went to school for education. And so I have an education English or my my degrees, but um, I taught school for a number of years. And then I started writing for a group called Lifeway. Uh-huh. Uh, resources. It used to be, there used to be some Lifeway bookstores that are not in existence anymore, but yeah. um, I actually wrote, I wrote the materials that people used in their Bible study classes at church. And in our denomination, we called them Sunday school, but somebody mm-hmm. writes all that material. And I was one of those writers for years. When my children were little, they would send me these huge envelopes in the mail and I would send back, I mean, we printed it all out. I would send back huge envelopes full of, you know, printed out material. And they would publish it. So that's kind of how I got my writing start, writing for pay. Okay, that is so cool. Yeah. All right, I have one more question I have to ask before we get into the yeah. actual topic because I'm being a little bit selfish today. I just <laughs> like anytime I get the opportunity to pick the brain of like a woman who is further ahead in life than me, who's been through what I've been through and like has so much more wisdom than me. And I want to take every opportunity, which I have amazing mentors and family in life, but it's just awesome when it's somebody new as well. So as you're in the thick of motherhood and you're getting these big envelopes and writing, how was that for you? Like, were there moments of stress? How did you balance that as a mom? I think that being a woman is all about being a great juggler. <laughs> and yeah. so the way I balanced it is I just fit it in in the nooks and crannies of life. I, I think that's what you learn to do, especially as a mom and a wife, is you learn to, when they nap, I wrote. You know, when they when they were, when my husband was home, sometimes I'd have to go back and take a couple hours at night on a Saturday. Sometimes I'd go there. We didn't have Starbucks back then, mm-hmm. but I would go somewhere and and, you know, if I could take the computer and and right. And so I think it's just getting really creative. Sometimes I got my mother involved or even a babysitter, yeah. but it it depended on the situation and how tight the deadline was. But <laughs> you so, were still able to be a mom too, which is so cool. Oh, absolutely. And in and, and those days that helped me to stay home. I really wanted to be with my kids when they were small. And yeah. so doing all that writing, they would pay me thousands of dollars per project. And, you know, and yeah. so it was, it was perfect to help add a little extra and pay a few bills. And so I just think God, God provided that. I really feel like he did. That's so cool. And then one word of advice for husbands who have a wife who would be in that situation. How can they support? I think sometimes if they'll just play with the kids, you know, my husband would, I would go and he would build forts and play and they didn't even want me to come back. So I would tell husbands, (laughs) you're the fun one a lot of the time. So have fun with them. And to wives, I would say, let your husband make a mess. If your kids are going to have a great time while you're gone. And so many times my husband would say, I'll take care of them. You know, we'll go to the matinee or we'll go to the park or we'll get out and do something and I'll give you a little time. And that made all the difference in the world to have two uninterrupted hours. It's amazing what a woman can get done. A woman (laughs) can get a week's worth of work done in two hours. Yes. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. I feel like we could end the episode here and it would be good (laughs) enough, but we're not going to. So, okay. Just rest. I have this beautiful, like, Truly, it's gorgeous. I have it right here in my hand and I have had it sitting on my end table in my, I call it my coffee room. We just moved and I can't decide what to call this front room, but I'm calling it my coffee room right now. And it's, I just want to know, like, what inspired this book? Is it something in your life? Is it something that you saw culturally? What 
like sparked the flame in you? Well, that's it. That's an easy one. I got asked to do it. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really fun. Um, I wrote a book, a couple of books for teenage girls. These were after my kids were grown, but um, there was a publisher that asked me to write these really short devotionals for teen girls and they're called live in light. There's two of them. And it just went crazy. Evidently there was a niche there. And so Sadie Robertson and I have written a lot of devotions for teen girls <laughs> and our <laughs> books are kind of in there together. <clears throat> Excuse me, but my, my a publisher reached out to me and they had seen how well the live in light book had done for girls. And they said, would you do a book for college and single women? And so we met, we actually met during while COVID was still going on. I mean, we were wearing the mask and we sat at a coffee shop that was actually open. This was early 2021. And um, we kept drinking coffee so we could keep our mask off <laughs> and talk. Um, but she just said she had a college daughter. She still does. And she said, I am seeing anxiety and fear and depression. And girls are struggling with so much. Would you write a devotion like you wrote for the teenagers for 20-somethings? Would you write something for a little bit older girl? And so I said, sure. And so we just kind of started working on this project a year ago. And for months, I, I prayed and I talked to people and and I found out it wasn't just 20 somethings. It was all of us were facing anxiety and doubt and depression. And and our idea was, what what if we could come up with three months, 90 days of something that people could pick up in the morning and be encouraged to not be afraid? But when I got into it, I thought, well, I don't want for 90 days to say, don't fear. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. And so as I was praying, I felt like the Lord just gave me this idea. Every day we point people back to the fact that there's a God who we can trust and he's still in control. And instead of focusing on our fear, we focus on his character and how great he is and his names and, and what he can do for us. For example, when we feel like no one sees us, we can, we can go to the God who sees us like Hagar did. When we feel like we're alone, we can read about the God who never leaves us. And, and it was kind of like that when we feel like no one's for us, we can read in Psalm 118 about the God who says he is for me. And so that's kind of the gist of what's behind this book. It's meant simply, it's short, it's 10 or 15 minutes. They're not long, but the whole idea is to give, especially young women, but if you're young at heart, <laughs> as a bunch of my friends are, they were like, I'm young at heart, I get to read it. And people are telling me it's just a sweet, encouraging way to start the day. Yeah, it really is. And I like, I think one of my favorite ones so far is one of the very first ones it's called I've had enough, the one about Elijah. And it's yeah. so good. And they really do. They're so consumable, maybe like, I would say 10 minutes max. Although if you wanted to, you could dive a little deeper and spend as much time as you wanted. But for most of the most of culture right now, some people don't even think they have that. So this is so perfect because it it can, adding a devotional can seem overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. And it's so, um, just encouraging. Yeah. So why do you think that we are so restless right now? Like our world, it does, it just seems, and I have, I feel like that often, I often find myself like getting caught up in the, like, I need to do more. I need to do more. I can't rest. I can't sit still. Oh, the baby's napping. Maybe I should read a book. No, I need to do like, why do we do this? What do you think this sense of That's such a good is? question. It does. It does feel like someone turned up the volume and there's a loud stereo blowing and yeah. the speakers out in the background or something. I, I like to liken it. I'll, I'll tell you, growing up, we had these, I don't know if you ever had a beanbag chair, yeah. but we had these bright, colorful plastic beanbag chairs. My brother and I did. 
And um, they had little bitty plastic beans and they had big seams on them. And we sat on them, tossed them around, threw them around. And eventually they'd get so stressed, they'd form little tears and the little beans would start spilling out. Well, that's what it feels like is happening to people is we've just gotten stressed and the, the, we're tearing at the seams and the little beans are coming out. And, and it's probably because we've been disconnected. Uh, I've read a lot about this. We're not in community. We're not around people enough. The Zoom, it's nice to be able to do like we're doing right now, but this does not do the same for us as being with people in real life and hugging and holding hands and high-fiving and laughing. And, and maybe just the lack of community and the sense of crazy is sort of driven people to this really strange place of being stressed. And so we are definitely there and you feel it. All of us have felt it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, something I struggle with, with, so I am really good. I need my morning time. Like I have little ones and it's like, that's what recalibrates me every day, I would say. And I love it. And I'm on fire after it happens. I've had my coffee. I'm like, good to go. But then sometimes by 1130 AM and that's being generous, it could be 1030 AM. I'm like, back to discouraged. And I'm like, man, back to my old self, better start again tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, what, how can we take something like this, yeah. take a word of encouragement and continue to remember it through the chaos of the day? Do you have any advice for that? I have a couple of ideas. One of the things I do is often I will actually put it in my phone, like my verse for the day, or even one phrase from one verse, yeah. you know, I will take with me. Um, like I love um, Psalm 116, verse six, and it says, this I know the Lord is for me. And sometimes I will just take that one with me. You can have the same one for several days, but it'll come back to mind. And I'll say, Lord, bring this back to my mind today. And I will take that with me all day long so that when I'm starting to feel that, I can go, wait a minute, this I know the Lord is for me. And as I go into situations that are hard, I can say, the Lord is for me. Um, another thing that I tell people to do, now this is uh, in, the, in the wisdom of the philosopher Snoopy. Um, he said, keep looking up. That's the secret of life. And so often I will tell, especially young moms, look up. Every time you get discouraged, you can do it at work. You can do it when you're with your children, changing a diaper. We need to look up. But because of, of the scripture will tell us, I'll lift up my eyes. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And so often during the day, I mean, in the car, wherever I am, I will look up to heaven and say help. And there's something about remembering there's a God who's in the heavens and he's still in control that changes us. So maybe for some for you and your listeners, it might just be as simple as help. <laughs> and you may need to do that every time you get discouraged, help. And there's even sweet peace in just remembering I can go into his presence anytime, all day long, even if I don't have my Bible open, even if I'm not having a prayer time, I can always look up and ask for help. Yeah. And so I remind people, keep looking up. That's the secret of life. I love that. So, okay. We're originally, which I know it's not specifically geared toward that because, because I, I mean, this has been so fitting and helpful to me as well, but you were speaking to single and like college age women, which I could totally see like the burnout in those areas of life, just because it's a totally different phase of life and you're entering new, like a new era with college, with singleness. You don't necessarily have a partner that you're doing life with. So I guess my question is how, what are some practical things when we think, no, I couldn't possibly take anything off of my plate. 
but like something in our gut says we need to rest. Like we don't, we're almost ignoring it. Like there's no possible way I can make that happen for fear of, you know, not being productive for fear of losing an audience. If we're online, um, like what are some practical things that we can do to rest and be, and rest assured knowing that the work will still be there when we return to it and everything will be okay. Well, I, I, I remind people, you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you're weary and you're weak, you have nothing to offer. And that's true no matter what you do. But I love the story. One of one of my pastors growing up told a story about um, some men that were woodcutters. They were lumberjacks and they were out in the woods and um, they were all had axes. They were cutting down trees with big axes, except one guy. And that one guy was over there sharpening his axe. And they were like, come on, dude, <laughs> you know, we got to cut these trees down. And he said, no. He said, I've got to take the time to sharpen my axe because it works better, faster, and I will cut quicker if I will take some time to cut, to sharpen my axe. And, you know, that's the same with us. We need to sharpen our axe. You can't do good work if you go 900 miles an hour all the time. If you never Mm -hmm. sleep, if you never rest, if you never take a break, you don't do very well. You have nothing to offer because you're pouring from an empty cup. And so let me give you a few. I'll give you a few things that I do. These are easy. They're not, you, you have to put them in. They're intentional. But I've got a few things that I've been doing, especially over the last couple of years, These help me to get at least a little rest. Now, I love a vacation and I love a week off or a couple of weeks off social media. I've done that. But these are daily things that people can do. They could just infuse a little of these into their day and it could go better. So the first thing I tell people is start your day in prayer and in the Bible. Get a devotional like just rest and take 10 minutes. Um, If you don't do the journaling part in the devotional, it won't even take you that long. Five minutes and spend a few minutes acknowledging there's a God and you need him. Um, A second thing I do now, this is just simple, but get up and take a walk, go outside, you know, the outdoors and um, walk, take a little walk. There's something about getting up before everybody else. And even if your kids are up, if your husband's there, you can leave them and go walk, get by yourself and just, you don't have to go fast, not even for exercise sake, just for your mental Mm -hmm. sake, go take a walk 15, 20 minutes every morning and just breathe. And take in what's going on around you and ponder and think and pray. Um, A third thing I do is I'm really careful what I put in my mind. Now, this one's hard, but put good things in your mind. Put good podcasts, good music, good words, good shows, and turn off the stuff that stresses you out. Um, I have an app I just added to my watch, and it'll say you're stressed out. I don't remember what it's called, but it'll actually give me a little reminder that I'm stressed out. And so what I will do is I will watch and limit the number of news programs that I watch or the number of things that I read or listen to that are negative. And I'll try to pour in the positive. And that helps you to rest because you're not so stressed. Yeah. Another thing I love to do is I love to journal at least a little bit every day. There's something about writing with a pen on paper, yeah. what you're struggling with and what you're dealing with and what's hard. It's almost like the, the journal is your counselor. Yes. <laughs> you're just like, here's my problems. And, you know, you, you feel better after you journal. There's something about just putting it down on those pages that's very cathartic and healing. And then I have one more. Go to bed earlier. Now, this one's hard, especially if you're under the age of, well, I don't know, a lot of people are night owls. But especially for younger people, you want to stay up till 1030 or 11. But what if you went to bed 30 minutes earlier? Uh, we started doing this and I feel better. I'm getting 30 more minutes of sleep a night. It's amazing. Uh, I had read where quarterback Tom Brady, Super Bowl champion, he goes to bed at 830 and he gets nine and a half hours of sleep a night. That's why that guy's so good. I feel like 
Yeah, I would feel like probably like Tom Brady too if I took yeah, out that. Yeah, much. we all would feel like Tom Brady if we got nine and a half hours of sleep. But most of us could go to bed 15, 20, 30 minutes early and you just get a little more sleep. So those are just some things that I've started doing and I actually feel better. And, and it's amazing. It's It kind of all works together, body, soul, and spirit. You know, and if you're not taking care of your body and your soul, your spirit's going to be dry too. Yes, that is so true. And I love that because often when we think about resting, we think, okay, I have to quit it all, turn it all in. And sometimes that is necessary. Like I, like this break that we were just on, it was so needed. And there was so much fruit that came from that intentional pause to be with family and so much came from it, but that's not always possible. And it's also not always necessary. So I love that these tips that you gave, it wasn't like, okay, you have to shave this off your calendar. You have to cut this back or close this relationship, but it was practical, easy things that we can add in. Like we could all turn the TV off a half hour earlier and go to bed. We could all get up a little bit earlier and journal, which I wholeheartedly agree. When I write my prayers or journal, I talk about this over and over. It is just so therapeutic. I've done it my whole life. When I don't do it, I can tell. And when I do do it, I can tell. So it's, I love it. I love those tips. Yeah. Well, and you know, like for music, one thing I've watched is if the music I'm listening to makes me depressed or sad or think of something that's not good, then maybe I need different music. And so just be careful what you're putting in your, what you watch on TV or Netflix. It's amazing the impact that the things that we're putting into our being, into our ears and eyes and yeah. senses have on us. So, so true. Puts, puts, listen to something better, watch something better and see if that doesn't affect the way your, your life feels. Which reminds me, I was creeping on your Instagram before we had this interview. It, it was, I think it was over the weekend. I like had some time. I was reading the devotional. I was looking at your page and I was like, oh my gosh, I like, I wanted to cozy up with a coffee and a scarf and a blanket and just be on your page because even your Thank reels you. had super relaxing music. It was just like, uh, like worship instrumentals, the things that you were saying were so encouraging. So I think you're doing a great job as a positive resource out there in the world of social media noise. Um, Thank it's you. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Those reels are fun. I just start taking videos everywhere I go. Hey, and I'm amazed, I'm amazed by how people respond to the calming, the yes. calm music, the beautiful scenery. Yeah. It's so awesome. Okay. So I want to share um, just like where people can get your book and, and all of that and where people can connect with you. But before I do that, do you have any other like piece of advice, something, anything we didn't cover or something you would like to leave our community with as we close? Well, I, I'd love to remind people um, of what the verse that I shared earlier from Psalm 118.6, that God adores you and he's for you. And I think so often we we feel like people are against this or the world's against this or things are against this. But I want to remind you, God is for you. And he is with you and he promises to never leave you or forsake you. So be encouraged that you have a God who absolutely adores you. That is awesome. And it's so true and such a great reminder. Thank you for that. So just rest. Where can people order? Is it available everywhere? And then go ahead and share where people can connect with you as well. Sure. Absolutely. Well, it's it's everywhere that you get books. Most people go to Amazon. And so the book's on Amazon and love for you to get a copy. Some people are giving them as gifts. 
And um, and you can reach out to me on social media. I think I'm on everything but Snapchat. <laughs> I never have figured that one out. Uh, but I'm under Melanie Red R E D D, and I would love to connect with your your listeners. And so, yeah, just send me a message or reach out and tell me that you heard me on this podcast, and we'll become friends on social media. And um, and I also have something free for your listeners, and it's on my website, and it's called 101 Ways to Experience More Rest. Yeah. And if they'll just come over to the website, I'll give you the link you can put in the show notes, but I would love for them. You can just print a copy and it's just fun things like um, drive with your windows down, uh, call a friend and enjoy a conversation. It's all those things that we've just kind of forgotten how to do. Yes. And so if your listeners would like one, there's a copy for them. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I saw that somewhere. I don't remember if it was, I don't know where, but I was, I wanted to ask you. So that's perfect. I will definitely be getting that and we'll be sure to put the link to that in the show notes and on the website as well. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Melanie. I feel like I was encouraged and learned a lot and I know our community will be as well. So we will be sure to link everything in our show notes. And I just want to thank you again for your time. Thank you, Bethany. It's been a joy. 